everybody, and welcome to episode 282 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we're doing a special uh, contagious infectious disease double feature of the 1995 film Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Rene Rousseau and the 2011 film Contagion starring everybody else. Mike, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing just great. Thank you. I mean, this is a weird one to be doing for 282, which is a milestone episode. Super important. I mean, normally in the industry, when you hit 282, that's like a, that's that's, a magic that's number. That's a tipping point. Yes, yes. We've it's like made 100 it episodes far. of television when you can have... <laughs> You can sell in this indication. Yes. That's yeah, a right. big deal. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, congrats. Congrats to you and congrats to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same, yeah. same to you. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, well, I'm doing fine. I'm going a little stir crazy. This is weird. This is really odd. Uh, we're all we're all living in unique times. That's for sure. I got the uh, email notification as an AMC Stubbs member just the other day that, I mean, a week ago, it was the email that said, we're going to only sell 50% capacity to the theater so right. you can distance yourself from others. We're going to be right. sanitizing overnight. We're bringing in extra cleaning crews. Everything will be safe for you. Like six days later, I get the email that just said, no, we're shutting down. Like, yeah. yikes. And and I wonder if that's just based on the fact that nobody was going to go anyway. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, total lack of demand. You know, but, and and this, uh, we touched on this a little bit. So last, our last episode was The Invisible Man that came in came out into theaters on February 28th. It is now already streaming. Uh, you can pay 19.99 and watch that one at home. Uh, Disney's Onward, Pixar's Onward, is now available. So for the next several weeks, there are more and more films that are either going to be launched directly to streaming or that were in theaters that are already available. Wow. So if you want to sort of stay home and watch a movie with the kids or, or with your family, you have that opportunity. Well, if you're going to so watch saying, a movie, it's going to be at home. It's there's well, no theater, for sure. So, but right. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, we so we will continue to do episodes. We'll continue to find, I think, new movies that people are interested in in, in checking out, as well as doing episodes like this, where we're sort of reaching into the vault and finding older films and. And of course, Best Picture winners. Right. And we've got a Best Picture winner coming up in a couple of weeks. That's going to be Ben-Hur. So all you Ben-Hur fans, again, get off our back. We're going to get, we're going to knock we're, it out. We're finally getting to it. Yes. It's, this know, one's been I, clamored for, for a while. You yeah. know, I've been working from home for a couple of weeks now. And um, again, I work in the financial industry, which is uh, certainly seeing severe disruption based on uh, what's happening around the world. So I don't feel like I've had any downtime like i'm not Mm. going stir crazy because i'm bored or because i got time on my hands i'm like working very long hours very like focused on the markets what's happening calls emails conference calls um so i just don't i haven't had like this like wow i'm just kicking around what am i gonna do today time but for those who are or or i may get there i mean i presume at some point things will settle down a little bit um i do think our best picture episodes I think are a really fun set of episodes for people to check out. And yeah, a lot yeah. of those Best Picture winners are available for streaming. So for a lot of people who've never kind of gone back in time or, or sat down and watched some of those older ones, this could be that time where you, you take a take the time to check out some of those older winners and then see what we thought about them. I think those could be fun episodes. I, too, have not had a lot of uh, downtime myself either. But, but I completely agree with you. I think that it, this would be... This would be like kind of one of those fun Julie and Julia challenges. Remember, she was going to like cook every recipe in the book over right, the course right. of a year. Like try to get through all the best pictures over the next 80 some days. Right. Right. So like, that would be sort of sort of a cool challenge. 
That would be. And, you know, we we could have done that six years ago when we started this thing. <laughs> Instead, we're like, ah, we'll sprinkle one in every once in a while. We're, we're like two-thirds of the way through them, though, right? We've right. We're, like we're 60, doing well. Yeah. 65 of them. But, but here we are reviewing Outbreak today instead Outbreak of the best picture. Outbreak and Contagion. <laughs> well, let's start talking about these. So, you know, obviously they, they share a thematic through line in that both of these movies are thrillers. They're both um, about infectious diseases. Um, I think they're both released by Warner Brothers. Not that that matters, um, but they're but they're <laughs> they're both directed by Steven films. Soderbergh. No, not no, they're not no, both. No, okay. Wolfgang right. Peterson directed okay. Outbreak right. back in 1995, and then Contagion uh, came in 2011. So, okay. um, I'll God, I can't believe it was that long ago. That's crazy. That is yeah. really crazy. Yeah. It was nine years ago. That's amazing. Nine years right. ago. So Outbreak tells the story of a, a viral outbreak. Um, it's a, a disease very similar to Ebola in that it is extremely contagious, highly virulent, and has an exceptionally high mortality rate that kills you in, in days uh, very, very quickly and very nastily. Um, and it is uh, transmitted to humans from a monkey that is captured in Africa and brought to the United States. Um, Dustin Hoffman plays an infectious disease uh, specialist who works for the U.S. Army, and he and his team are called in to try and help with the pandemic. Actually, he's sent somewhere else, but he he's such a rebel. He, he goes to the pandemic and, and misappropriates hundreds of millions of dollars of government <laughs> funds to set up a quarantine, um, which ultimately, of course, turns out to be proven to be the right thing. All the action takes place really in one town in California that has been quarantined uh, and the story is very, very contained and really is about not only the battle to, to help this disease, but about the U.S. government and the army specifically using this disease or planning to use it as a weapon. Right. 2011's Contagion, by contrast, is more of a global film about a pandemic, uh, very similar to it what we are seeing close today. To home. Yeah, yeah. Much more close to the bone. There right. aren't uh, there aren't a lot of mustache twirling villains. It's not so much about who created the virus and who's profiting off of it. Although there's some of that, uh, it's just more about really the breakdown in society and the, the problems that social distancing and sort of a lack of infrastructure create, uh, before ultimately, uh, both films end with a happy ish ending. Both times the disease is, uh, addressed and contained and there's a, a vaccine given. So, there's hope at the end of both films. There's hope at the end of both films. I think it's interesting, though, that you say that there's a happy ending because Contagion, the final scene is is really how you learn finally within about a one minute long scene exactly how the disease started, how the contagion started. And, yep. and similar to what we're experiencing today, where it was via an animal in Asia, the same the same is true of the movie Contagion. Like you learn... You learn in the final minute that the disease started because a, a chef in Asia didn't wash his hands properly after handling pork. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow becomes like patient zero at that point. So um, it, it, it's a it's a it was a neat ending to that film, I thought, where like you can you can finally exhale. Everything's going to be OK. But then with one minute, they reveal, well, this is how it all started. And yeah. I mean, it's so it's so minor. It's so banal. Right. Like, I mean, this is how that crisis started and not unlike right. what we're seeing today. So right. yeah, it, that one does hit 
a lot closer to home. Yeah. So we're not going to follow our, our typical format and really dive too deep into either movie. I think it's more about kind of compare, contrast, and sort of the experience of watching them. Both of them, by the way, listeners, are available for streaming. Outbreak is available on Netflix. You can find right. it there. And Contagion is uh, not available for free streaming, I don't think, anywhere no, except I, the I Stars did, Network. I did Prime, yeah. So, yeah, you can rent it on Amazon or iTunes or, or wherever you rent your films uh, online. I, they, I find they are very different films. I, I know when you and I briefly spoke – Outbreak feels very 1995. It is. Like, what a time capsule of a movie it from is, the mid-90s. It's so – it was – I remember seeing the movie in the theaters. I remember liking it. I think I may have purchased it on, like, VHS or maybe even DVD at some point. And yeah, we watched it a couple of times. But, boy, it's been a while since I've seen it, and it feels really – like – like you think of thrillers of that era, and this one, it's a it's a B movie for sure, as far as as thrillers of that era go. Like this, this was no Jurassic Park. This was no Fugitive. This this was a, a, a an okay film. It was okay, but it was the the first film to sort of tackle this topic of an infectious disease and sort of making that a thriller. But to your point, I think it very 1995-ish, it, it didn't make the disease really the enemy. It made the U.S. Army the enemy. It yeah. gave us Donald Sutherland as a bad guy. It gave us uh, Dustin Hoffman as just a nearly insufferable uh, hero and, and everything about his character and his relationship with Rene Russo and the team he assembles. It's just – it's so 1995. It's it, And ultimately – there is a scary scene in the movie where the first human, like the virus mutates and it goes from like blood to blood or like, you know, sort of like uh, uh, contact driven to airborne. And uh, you see a guy in a movie theater who's sick and, and he's coughing and director Wolfgang Peterson sort of follows us with like the germ cam as the germs fly out of this guy's face right. through the, the audience. And you can right. tell that everybody there has just been exposed so that scene, I remember being genuinely scary. And I feel like the movie's kind of scary up until that point. And then it really just becomes like a boilerplate Hollywood film with like, you know, Dustin Hoffman and Cuba Gooding Jr. are able to steal a helicopter and fly around and break into a TV station <laughs> and make a surprise Our announcement. Weapons on the drawn, day. like they're coming in guns hot. Yeah. The daytime news, and they just say, we're looking for this monkey, and they find the monkey in like 20 minutes, and then another 20 minutes later, they have the cure. It's like such a, it, it just, the, 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 it's so wrapped up with a bow, super, super quick. Yeah, yeah, And so, yeah. It, like, I feel like it was scary, and it was kind of a thriller, and then it just sort of, like, cheats. By contrast, Contagion... I feel like is one of those Soderbergh movies where you got multiple storylines, dozens of characters and big stars. Sort of traffic-esque almost. Very right? traffic-esque, yeah. yep. Yeah. And and it's scary the whole way through, but it's also less of a movie. I felt like – I feel like this movie feels like it's seven hours long and maybe it's just because it's such a – you know, it's because everything we're going through right now. But there's just less of a narrative through. So it's like – I feel like Outbreak is too much of that and Contagion is too little too, of too that. Too little? Oh, interesting. I yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. I, I definitely would say that 
rewatching both this past week, I prefer Contagion over Outbreak. Obviously, it yeah. hits a little more close to home, so it's scarier to me. I guess the similarities between the two are the people who become infected, unlike what we're actually experiencing in the real world today. I mean, this is like a flesh-eating... I mean, the people in Outbreak that are dying, I mean, they've got blood coming out of their eyes. Like, I mean, it is absolutely yes. gross to watch them yeah. suffering. That The scene where where Patrick Dempsey, like, gets off the plane oh. and meets his girlfriend and, like, they start and making out. And she kisses him. <laughs> no, you, you need to run away. Like, yeah, there's no way. I don't no care how long way. you've been away from your boyfriend or girlfriend. They come <laughs> off a plane looking like that. You say, oh, my gosh, let's get you to a doctor, not let me suck your face. It was so gross. And then, also, and then they, can we just they, say Kevin? Oh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey, yes, like Kevin he's Spacey an is an outbreak, and and he's so Kevin Spacey-ish, right? Yes. Like he's he's just Kevin Spacey to the nth degree, and you kind of don't care when you see him dying in that movie. You're sort of like, no. like I, I'm not feeling bad for you, and is that because he's so annoying in the movie, or is it because it's Kevin Spacey playing that character? And you're just sort of like, well, you should probably die this way. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I totally agree. I feel like his character is not very likable. He seems like kind of a bad friend. He's, you know, he's, he's obnoxious. He's annoying. He's a know-it-all. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just not a great character. So when he dies, but I can't remember, I can't remember if in 1995, if I felt bad for that character, but now that it's Kevin Spacey, you're like, well, you reap what you sow. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, it's, it's hard. It's like, you feel separate. a little bad for Patrick Dempsey. Like, this is McDreamy, little, little right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. can't be dying like this. But Kevin Spacey, it goes okay. But, of course, the, both of these movies really sensationalize the 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 immediacy of symptoms and the the, the low uh, turnaround time before before you actually perish fr- from right. from the disease. And, and, I mean, it's almost 100% certain that if you contract it, you will, in fact, die. Like, I mean... You know these are these are both Hollywood films, but boy, Outbreak is so 1995. Like yeah. it, it just it really it the opening credits even just felt so dated and and yeah. just sort of like oh boy, <laughs> this but, is an old con- movie. Contagion it feels very much uh, very prescient. You know, with what we're going I think it through holds up right really down well. to. You know, the the states closing their borders and yep. people being sort of ordered to shelter in place. And at some point, the government kind of supplying food and rations. I mean, we're thankfully we I mean, we're in like week one, but, you know, we, we, we're working really hard, all of us uh, and all of our friends and community members to keep some semblance of normalcy and keep grocery stores open and gas stations open, that kind of thing. Right. But, uh, th- you know, this I, I thought Contagion also has a, a really interesting scene where Lawrence Fishburne is playing a, a, a an official at the CDC and he knows that Illinois is about to close its borders and he calls his girlfriend and basically says, get out of there. Yeah. You know, like the human the human side of him does like, something he should not right. have done. He should not have disclosed that information. Yeah. And and I think that, I mean. Contagion also hits close to home for both of us because Wisconsin figures into the plot yep. of the movie pretty yep. prominently, and, and we both obviously live there. So, it uh, I, I mean it's it, it's a Midwest focused uh, movie despite being a global pandemic. You know, most of the action takes place pretty pretty In close Minnesota to and, our, yeah, our yeah. neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, there's a million what's up with – so I guess just to say I like Contagion better. You like Contagion better. I think that's clear. Yes, they, yes. It holds up. Um, 
if, but there's so many what's up with. What's up with Gwyneth Paltrow's face on the poster for Contagion? I don't know that she's ever had a less flattering photo. And I don't even the remember poster. the poster. I don't remember the poster. Oh my gosh, you gotta you gotta look well, at it. She's well, like all like it's from her like deathbed. Is it from her autopsy scene? Because I had what's up with Gwyneth Paltrow in that autopsy scene. I mean, they like they like, cut her skull open and, and they peel her, and her face down. Her face that was pretty gross. Is, oh god, it's so yes. brutal. And then like she's actually been on social media recently. Like on a plane wearing the mask, she got the like right mask and she was Instagramming the importance of the mask. And I think like her Instagram post was like, I was in the movie. We don't need to take any chances right now or something like that. Like, which I thought was a interesting, almost sort of yet snarky, though, remark to make. Like, well, of course you could get the mask like us going on to Amazon. We aren't going to be able to get the mask. Right. Yeah. Uh, What's up with just Dennis Hoffman? Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. And and his buddy, Dennis. (laughs) He's, how is this man? Okay, I feel like the character he played in Outbreak, The Graduate, Rain Man, Kramer vs. Kramer, and Midnight Cowboy were all the same character. Like, I I don't understand how this guy is, I don't get why people like him, why he's popular. Midnight Cowboy and... He's and, just uh, Dustin Hoffman all no, the time. No, no, no. But but he is Dustin Hoffman, and his Dustin Hoffman ness is at like a twelve on a <laughs> one to five scale in this movie. And I, I read in prepping for the episode that he and Maya Angelou worked on the script for Outbreak. They they kind of came with some ideas and some rewrites. Maya Although, Angelou. Maya Angelou. <laughs> Did I don't you, know how did you read this involved. wrong? Like no, but I did. <laughs> and, and Bob almost, Dylan, Bob Dylan weighed in on it as well. Yeah, almost none of their content was used, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Like Dustin Hoffman is like, I'm going to take a shot at the script, and they're like, Sure, Dustin, you go right ahead. And in fact, he's having lunch with Maya Angelou. She's going to take okay, and they just like took his pages and just just completely. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. hilarious. Why would he even want to work on this script? Like, what What was it about the movie Outbreak that made him feel like his creative genius needed to weigh in? He needed those his... scenes with, like, him and the dogs. <laughs> right. Or, uh, you know, he, he probably really fought for, like, the divorce subplot between he and Rene Rousseau and how they're <laughs> getting divorced. And yet then she contracts the disease and then he saves her and maybe they're back together and... There's an opening, there's a really early scene in Contagion where I don't even remember who the characters are, but I couldn't stop laughing because behind the one character, there's a stack of books and the book rework, which is like a self-help kind of like a, a way to do less work kind of book is in that stack of books twice. Like, like there's a book in between rework and rework. And I couldn't stop laughing because I felt like if you're so disorganized that you bought the same book twice, what you, you probably need more than the book. Like you need, you maybe need they were gifts. Stuff. Maybe they were gifts. This person was notoriously uh, disorganized. It also paints the, you know, certainly the perilous situation that all these healthcare workers are in, in that Kate Winslet is playing sort of a, almost like a detective for the CDC, trying to track down the spread of the disease. She ends up contracting the disease and dying. And Marianne Cotillard plays a, a World Health Organization 
a similar official. She gets kidnapped and held for ransom. I think that the scene where Kate Winslet it realizes she's ill and calls like the hotel lobby yeah. to uh, say anybody who's cleaned this room in the past X number of days needs to be notified immediately. Like, I mean, she knows she's got probably 48 hours to live at that moment. And it, yeah. it's really, I thought that it was a really touching scene that her first concern is everybody needs to be like, she's going by the book. She's not Lawrence fish burning this, right? Like she's, no, she's no, going, she's, she's going to the end. Yeah. Yep. And, until her final breath, she's going to make sure that, everybody she came into contact with is alerted and takes the proper precautions. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously um, while we're, everyone feels impacted by what we're going through and people feel um, bored or stir crazy or frustrated that things got canceled or, you know, that high school graduation and prom got put on pause, you know, obviously we are all deeply indebted to the healthcare professionals who are out there right now, on the front lines, dealing with this, dealing with what can only be just hysteria and panic yeah. and lines and insane hours. I mean, even if people don't have COVID nineteen, I mean, think of the tens of thousands of people who are worried they have it and who are or just, just or just the people who have something else that they would normally go into the doctor for. Like you felt, oh for sure, you felt a lump or your knee hurts or like I mean, the, the hundreds of other reasons that you would go into the doctor that now they're being overwhelmed and like. I, I think that that's a really important comment and, and I appreciate you making that. I, I think that recognizing the the difficulties that are overwhelming people that need to treat people not only with, with this, but with anything else are, are really important right now. Yeah. Uh, re- uh, really quick too. It, what did you think of the Jude Law storyline in Contagion? That one's a rough one, right? Like, I mean, yeah, so it, he plays, that's, that's something you could have eliminated, I feel. Well, he, again, it's, it shows... Again, the, the humanity for better or worse. He plays sort of an online vlogger who um, is sort of selling this herbal remedy that he either he's making or that he's backing, even though he knows it doesn't work. Right down to the point where he fakes getting the illness and taking this this remedy so he can make millions of dollars selling it, and it's. It's really pretty gross. I mean, right down to the scene where a pregnant woman comes to him sort of begging for the the cure and he tells her he doesn't have any, but he'll bring it by. And then he he knows he doesn't have anything. Right. And she dies and her unborn child dies. Right. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? And just goes on trying to make millions. I mean, he's really a gross, horrid <laughs> bag. And unfortunately, the world has those too. More so, and I feel like right, yeah, right. I mean, I he played like a similar character it. in that one that movie with Tom Hanks. What was that movie? Road to Perdition. Yes, he, like, yeah. he, he was a, similar oh, he's a killer for hire in that one. <laughs> right. yes. But I mean, so like again, I really liked Contagion better than Outbreak. But I would, I honestly think it's rough to tell people to watch Contagion right now because it does hit so close to the to the bone. I, I feel like all it does is going to make you anxious. I feel like. It, it, it was it's scary. It's really scary now. I don't know if we would watch this in October if we would have thought, eh, it was okay. But now it, it's like yeah, white knuckling it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I actually, so I rented it. I told you I rented it on Prime, and I actually watched it twice because you get it for twenty four hours, and I was just sitting by myself without anything to do, so I, I watched it twice. It, it's, it's scary. Yeah, you're white knuckling this one. Like this is, yeah. this is rough to watch. Like I know that. 
the, the global pandemic that we're experiencing right now looks nothing like what you see in the movie Contagion as far as symptoms and and right. mortality rate and things like thankfully. that. But or, or thankfully, but yikes! Like yeah. it it's awfully similar in a lot of other ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy, are you ready for five questions? I am prepared. I think I can only imagine what listeners have sent in for questions on these films. Five questions. Thank you, listeners. Question number one. The bomb that explodes in the ocean, this is from uh, Outbreak. Of course. The the bomb that explodes in the ocean was scripted to explode over the town, vaporizing it. The CGI artists at Boss Film Studios actually did the effect sequence showing the destruction, but test screenings forced the filmmakers to reshoot the ending with the town being saved. Sure. Would, Would vaporizing the town have been a better ending? Well, it would have been a lot darker. I mean, yeah, right. for sure, right? I mean, in the one sense, you know, what's funny though is is the movie opens with a town, a village in Africa being vaporized. Correct. Yes, yes. And it's sort of like, well, at least the the illness is contained, everyone thinks. And then it's funny that people didn't like that this town got vaporized right. instead of thinking, well, at least the illness is contained. Contained, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So. Exactly. Uh, it, but again, in 1995, that I mean, both films end on a happy-ish note, like I said. But I, I feel like Outbreak really puts a smile on its face, and everything's fine. And right. you know, people who are in the town, even who are about to die, have been miraculously. Conta- Contagion sick. essentially ends with a fake prom, right? Or like the 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 modified yeah. prom where yep. your yep. boyfriend gets to come We're over. We're kind of done with out. some yeah. of the okay. social distancing, right. and people yeah. are getting the vaccine, and yes. Life is kind of getting back to, you know, we're picking up the pieces at the end of Contagion. Sounds good. Another Contagion, or or another outbreak question, rather, sorry. Sure. Betsy, the white-headed capuchin monkey, also appeared on Friends as Ross's pet, Marcel. Do you think he'll be part of the HBO Max reunion special? Oh, you know, um, I hope not. Um, actually, I think the I think the whole reunion is such a bad idea. It's, I mean, this is can't we just let things lie? Can't we just have good things? It, it ended. It ended okay. Like Friends was great. If Friends was amazing, then it was great. Then it was good. Then it was fine. Like let's just let, let finish that off, right? Like just, we don't we, we don't need we don't need any more. We got syndication. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we got syndication. We got it on wherever it's going to be. HBO Max. You you own it on DVD. Um, and I just think, what a mistake to do, like, every character. Like, where, what's Gunther been up to? And where's <laughs> Janice as they, these days? They and bring back Richard. Marcel. I want to see Richard. Now that I think of it, Marcel died. No. Ross? He, he, no. He, they thought he died, but it was it was fake. He was actually shooting a movie in New York, remember? Like, they, they tried to oh. trick him into thinking he was dead at the San Diego Zoo. But he was really oh, alive, and he was shooting. Okay. And okay. he was shooting Outbreak too. The virus takes Manhattan. That's was it what, really? yes, it oh, was. Okay. yeah, yeah, it was. There you go. That's amazing. Okay, uh, we've got we've got a Contagion question. Contagion paints a dark picture, which may now be playing out in real life. If it does, and millions of people die, is it worth knowing Gwyneth Paltrow was one of them? Oh. Horrible. Listeners. Horrible. That's a terrible question. <laughs> Alright. No. This one this one's gonna get more dark. In contagion, things don't start returning no- to normal until day 135. 
It's only been 11 days since the World Health Organization declared the current pandemic and all hell has broken loose. What does the world look like in four months if, keep, if things keep going this way? That's a good question. It's, it's uh, a lot to digest and try to answer a on a movie question. podcast. And again, that's why I don't recommend people watch Contagion. Of course, Contagion also very tidily finds the the cure within like the first hundred days. Right, 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 right. Which yeah. I don't think any of us are thinking we're going to have a vaccine until like next year. I mean, I've know? heard that like people have been working on a coronavirus vaccine for 35 years. Like, I mean, this isn't, this isn't like, like, like there's been strains of this for a long time. So final question. Is it racist to describe a virus originating in China as the Chinese virus or Kung flu? Whoa. I mean, this is this this is straight out of the headlines. I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't a fake question. Kung flu sounds a little racist, and and more than that, it just sounds flippant and I don't want to say dumb. Like, oh, it, it sounds dumb. Just just I, I call it yes. COVID nineteen. I don't know why we have to come up with a a wacky name for it. You know, it, it's got it's it's got a name. I, I don't know why we would do anything else. Sounds fair. Those were some doozies. Uh, Mike, I actually have a few questions for you. Oh, okay. I just figured I'd I'd hit you with uh, a couple of questions. Let's do it. Again, given the fact that we are social distancing, that you're spending more time at home, are there any favorite films that you haven't watched in a while that you intend to revisit should you find yourself having some downtime? That's a great thought. Uh, In fact, last night I was scrolling through Hulu and ultimately decided to watch the movie Three Identical Strangers, the documentary from oh. a year or two ago that I had not yet seen uh, and was on Hulu. So I watched that, uh, not a favorite of, of mine from the, the past, but like hit on a couple others and I really want to rewatch Free Solo. I saw that that was in oh, the documentary sure. section and I just remember my heart racing through that entire movie I don't think that's like on my top 10 list of movies by any stretch of the imagination, but I was like, oh, that that would warrant a rewatch and would be yeah. kind of an exciting one to do right now. Like, especially since, it, you know, it all takes place in the outdoors and it's it's very yep. exciting. Like you can feel the fresh air in that movie. That would be <laughs> right. That would be a cool one to, to rewatch. Most of my favorite movies are Christmas movies and I don't have any interest in watching them now so save yeah. those save yeah, those we'll save those uh and then just one other question is there a, a food or a snack or like a local treat that you're jonesing for and that you're worried that 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 will become more of a like a panic jonesing over the it, next couple weeks another another great question i went to the grocery store yesterday because i was panicked that i had run out of chips and salsa and it's my trigger food. Like, it's the thing that, like, once I have a chip with salsa, I have a bag of chips and salsa, and then I'm panicked that there's not another bag of chips and another jar of salsa to continue my wow, Jones. Okay. So, yeah, like, I, I went to the store yesterday to make sure I had. Do you just a, go to, like, Costco and get, like, a. I should. I, I should have gone to yeah. Costco, but I didn't want to go all the way across town. So, no. Got it. All right. All right. Well, uh, listeners, it's a crazy time out there. But thankfully, there are a lot of options, uh, certainly for you to revisit great films and mediocre films from the past. Um, Heartbreak. 
Outbreak is fine. And if you want to watch one of these two, I'd actually recommend you watch Outbreak because it's much less scary. It'll make you feel like everything's going to be A-OK if a dweeb like Dustin Hoffman can solve it. All we're going to do is drop a, a bomb into the ocean and everybody we're will good. be fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, we just got to find the one monkey, which we will very easily. Contagion, Marcel. however, much scarier. And I probably would watch that one when this is all over and we're all feeling good. good you could revisit yes. Contagion. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up next, we're actually going to be tackling another film that is now available for streaming. It's Disney and Pixar's film Onward, which just opened the first week of March and I sort of immediately suffered uh, box office um, shock, I guess, by no one going to see movies. Right. It's already available for streaming and it <clears throat> will be on Disney Plus on April 3rd or 4th. So okay. uh, you can check it out now. You can buy it now. If you want to wait a couple more weeks, it'll be available there. But we'll talk about that one in our next episode. Until then, Mike, stay safe, stay sane, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.